Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Michael B. Ross, and I would like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. I hope the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life, and I hope all your dreams are coming true. Before we get started today, as I always like to mention, if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote, or one good idea from this podcast, I would like to ask you to put that thought, phrase, idea, or quote into absolute immediate action. It is the application of our education that makes the biggest difference in our world. What I don't want for any of you is to look back on your life with regret. It is recorded that almost 90% of people look back on their life with significant regret And the number one regret of the dying is I did not live a life true to who I knew I should be. I instead live my life based on the expectations of others. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. I want you to look back on your life with absolute elation, fulfillment, and joy. I want you to do it with those you love the most who will be surrounding you at that time and giving you a great farewell. You should all want that more than anything else. Because that, at the end of the day, is what truly matters. All right, so we're going to be talking about servant leadership today, which is a great topic. Before we get into that topic, I wanted to give you an offer. First, I would like to offer you something free. And that is, if any of you would like to have a training with me or one of my team members, or a coaching session, a free coaching session for an hour, We can do it online. So wherever you're at in the world, if you'd like to schedule this, you can do that. This offer is available till August 16th. So you got to do it quick. What you've got to do is you've got to text the number 330-574-4469. And you've got to text the word free, F-R-E-E, to the number 330-574-4469. Four four six nine, And when you do that, it'll ask you for some information, and then we can schedule a one-on-one coaching session with you, a strategic coaching session, or we can schedule a training with you or your team. And there's absolutely no cost to you, but we just want to serve you and get the word out about what we're trying to do at HBK High Performance. We really have a passion to see businesses thrive leaders thrive, and for you to make an impact in your community. So please text FREE, F-R-E-E, to 330-574-4469, and we will be honored to serve you. After winning one of the greatest military campaigns in history, the Revolutionary War, George Washington was encouraged to become President of the United States of America. He was the ultimate leader to his country, people, and the cause of freedom. He deserved position and honor. He deserved all the wealth and power the United States could afford. Most men would have jumped at the opportunity to become king, but George Washington was not like most men. He viewed himself as a servant and told those who urged him to become king, give the power back to the people. Because George Washington's decision to give the power back to the people, the United States became 
a dynamic culture where people's votes truly matter. Standards for education, politics, business, and legislation are decided upon by the people. And as a result, the U.S. is arguably the most prosperous nation that's ever existed. And Washington put his personal wealth, power, and prestige aside and served as America's first president because of his values. Now, giving the power back to the people did not change Washington's responsibilities. It didn't mean that he didn't have to make final decisions in difficult situations. It didn't mean that he didn't have to make some unpopular decisions. It also didn't mean that everything worked out perfectly. However, the long-term results of his leadership were dynamic. It created the American dream and opportunities for others to go farther than they could ever imagine. I consider George Washington a leadership mentor of mine. I've read, watched, and listened to all the material I could find on him. I'm, I'm a pretty big fanboy of his. Some researchers paint him as superhuman. Others demonize him. And regardless of the viewpoint, one thing that could be said about George Washington's leadership is that he was a master of the fundamentals. The fundamentals of any craft, profession, or hobby is what determines success. I like to tell teams this all the time. Advanced moves are just combinations of the basics. So, for instance, in music, without knowing basic chords, you won't understand advanced chords. In carpentry, if you can't master the fundamental tools, you'll struggle with the advanced tools. In accounting, you must know the fundamentals of addition and subtraction before you can utilize advanced techniques. So building a dynamic culture is an advanced leadership technique, and it can only be done by practicing the same fundamental George Washington did, servant leadership. Servant leadership, in brief, is the unwavering belief that people are the most valuable asset to any organization. A leader's greatest service is to draw out the best of their people for the benefit of the organization. So servant leaders create environments where their people feel safe, appreciated, and encouraged to become their best. They create systems that protect their people from downturns, low-value behaviors, and suppression. They lay their own agendas, preferences, and ideas down and listen to the agendas, preferences, and ideas of their team. They care about getting people to work together towards common goals and shared ideas. Servant leaders have a clear vision and goals for their organization and communicate them to their people. They invite feedback and discussion for every major decision, and they correct in private and praise in public. They value unity above all and do everything in their power to protect it. Why servant leadership? Now, here's, here's what I want to tell you. Servant leadership as a theory for running an organization does not work very well, Okay. Some of the tenets of servant leadership as a cultural guideline does not work in the practicality of the marketplace. Okay. So, but what I will tell you is this that servant leadership should be the heart of every leader. So, as far as theory and just fundamental practices of business, sometimes the servant leadership theory for Business doesn't work, but what always works is the heart of a leader to put their people in the best position to succeed because without the right heart, and that heart should go back to what George Washington said, which is give the power back to the people. Without the right heart, the right purpose, plan, or product, a leadership position means nothing. A leader's heart is their organization's wellspring of life. 
Without the right heart, a culture will be built on the wrong fundamentals and the foundation will fall apart. I have seen many organizations who have had great systems and great strategies, but terrible cultures because the leaders are selfish. Leaders are out for themselves. Every little dollar and cent that comes in, they hoard and want for themselves. I am all for people becoming wealthy beyond measure. But I think one of the ways you become wealthy beyond measure, and I know this for a fact, is by giving the power back to the people. Because you cannot quantify the value behind human potential. And when you unleash human potential on a team that has common goals through shared ideas and a common purpose and a unified strategy and very simplistic systems, organizations make a lot of money. You know why? Because at the end of the day, when a leader takes a servant's attitude, the people treat the customers with a servant's attitude. Do you know what gets people coming back over and over? What creates customer loyalty? When they are treated with the honor, dignity, and respect that human life deserves. So servant leadership isn't just some broad concept and make people feel good concept. It's strategic. When you treat people, your people well, they will treat others well as a representation of what they are experiencing in their organization. Simon Sinek says this. He says, your customers will not love your company unless your employees do. So you want to pour more into your employees as a leader than you pour into your customers. And if you're not doing that, get yourself right. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay, so I want to give you some practicality behind servant leadership because, again, it's a broad concept. And I say, oh, get your heart right. Yes, and the simplistic part of getting your heart right is to be selfless and not selfish. It's to think to yourself in all, at all costs, how can I put my people in the best position to succeed? How can I serve my people so that they become all that they're meant to become? But it does not take away the fact that you have the hard skills of a business, which is building a strong culture, having high standards, having a very clear strategy, for your sales, your marketing, your logistics, your operations, your administration. Those things have to be put into place. And there's not anyone, I promise you this, there's nobody in your organization that does not want to be successful. And if they don't want to be successful, you simply, out of a servant's heart, need to move them on to a place that will allow them to be mediocre, but not at your organization. You serve people so they can become the best that they can become, not so that they can be mediocre and just take advantage of your good heart. I hope I said that well. So let me go through an acronym really quick of the word serve. S-E-R-V-E. S, the first thing is standards. You've got to, first of all, have high standards for yourself. Have you ever worked for a leader who has high standards for everyone else but not themselves? I have. The do as I say, not as I do mentality. It's prevalent. It's frustrating. It's debilitating and humiliating. When somebody puts you down for your effort, yet you see them not giving effort. So you got a first thing you've got to do is set high standards for the way you walk, you talk, you dress, you you look. You say things, the way you communicate has to be high standards. 
Then set high standards for your character and personal development. Make sure you are always pushing yourself to develop your character and your personal development skills. Set high standards also for your physical health, your personal finances, and your lifestyle. And I say personal finances because, look, if you can't control your own personal finances, how could you be expected to control the finances of your organization? How do you expect to move up if you can't control your own personal finances? I don't mean to be harsh. I'm being real here. They translate. Don't settle for less when you can be the best. Set a high bar for yourself and reach it as a way to show others what's possible. Then do this. Then set high standards for your team. Set high standards for what you expect them to do. Where are you going? What's required of them? Make sure they know that. What is required of me to be a part of this team? And you set that bar high. If somebody doesn't look at that standard and go, oh, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. Human beings want to grow personally. It's a fundamental urge. If that bar you're setting doesn't make them shudder a little bit, it's not high enough. Make them shudder and then serve them and helping them overcome the obstacles they need to overcome to reach that high standard. S for standards. The first E is for environment. Orison Sweat Martin said, we make the world we live in and we shape our own environment. Environment has a tremendous impact on who we become. If you spend a lot of time with happy, funny, and joyful people, what happens? You become happy, funny, and joyful. If you spend a lot of time with negative, angry, and rude people, you'll become the same. Leaders are responsible for creating an environment which values people and helps them grow. You've got to protect your environment at all costs. And this is why I think... You need to have standards for goals and achievement, but you also need to have standards of behavior. And standards of behavior are attitude, effort, and cooperation. Those are the three things everybody has control over. Everybody can have a positive attitude. That's a choice. Everybody can give their best. That's a choice. Everybody can cooperate with other people. That's a choice. You can treat somebody else with respect even if they disrespect you. Isn't that crazy? Yes, you can. It's a choice. So you got to also set standards for your environment, which is behavior of the people. And you you say, listen, if you want to be a part of this environment, here's what I expect of you. And if they don't, you got to hold them accountable. R, respect. Most of us have heard this adage that life is 10% what happens and 90% how we respond. A leader should always respond with respect. A leader should always ask, how is what I'm about to say honoring and respectful to this person? I've heard people say it over and over again. People have to earn my respect. Respect is earned. It's not given. Well, let me ask you this. If people have to earn your respect, then you have to earn theirs. How do you earn someone's respect? (laughs) I mean, how does that work? By treating them with respect, by giving respect. So I think that that whole concept of somebody has to earn my respect, somebody has to give respect at some point in time. And for me and for servant leaders, servant leaders should just treat everyone with respect, even if they haven't quote unquote earned it, because that's what servant leaders do. V is for vision. Where are you taking your team? What goals are you trying to accomplish? Are they clear? If you were to ask a team member what their goals are, could they tell you? Here's a fact. Without vision, you're lost. 
Jack Welch said this, good leaders create a vision, articulate the vision, passionately own the vision, and relentlessly drive it to completion. Serve your people by showing them where you're going and remind them of this consistently so that they do not forget that they are on a journey with you. Finally, E, the second E, is for energy. Einstein said this, everything is energy, and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you can't help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy, it's physics. Creating energy is a great way to serve your team. Imagine you leave work and you're tired, you head home, you plan to close the curtains and go to bed early. Then your best friend from high school calls and says, hey, I'm in town for the evening and would really like to catch up with you. What would happen? You'd probably find the energy you didn't know you had, and you'd go. All teams have periods when they feel demotivated and tired. It's just part of life. Leaders have to find ways to energize their people to greater levels of achievement. Bringing energy is a great way to serve your team. Now, I'll promise you this. If you take servant leadership and you take this acronym and you serve consistently, you will influence your people to not only serve the organization, but to serve each other. Your people will model your behavior, both good and bad. You know this with your kids. If you want your kids to be respectful towards each other, you better have some respect for them and the way you talk to them. I'm not saying you can't be stern. You need to be stern with your people and with your kids, and you need to have standards for all of them. But being stern and being nasty is a pretty fine line sometimes. And so if we want our kids to honor and respect each other, We've got to honor and respect them, even when we have to come down hard on them. Fair warning. If you don't put people's needs, dreams, and ideas first, and if you're not humble enough to allow others to get the credit, or if you shoot down other people's plans, your people will do the same and your culture will be a mess. You can't have a great culture without servant leadership. I would recommend you listen to this podcast a few times because there's a lot in this. And I I really want you to get the concept of servant leadership, not as some, again, fluffy idea as many people take it as some fluffy, get people to like me, human relations idea. It is not. This is the greatest strategy for growth, for higher sales numbers, greater marketing, greater revenue, greater profit margins than any other strategy in the world. If you will take this concept and begin to practice it and have the faith and belief that you need to move it forward, you will see tremendous gains and returns like you've never expected. It'll be beyond what you could possibly imagine. But also with that, you will not have the fear or sorrow added to it. You will be fulfilled in doing it this way because it is our greatest service to the world to serve other human beings and help them become all they are meant to become. Again, I'd like to encourage you, before we sign off today, encourage you to text the word FREE, F-R-E-E, to 330-574-0499 and schedule your free session with me or someone on my team that we can help you achieve all your goals and dreams and becoming all you're meant to become as an organization and as a person. I hope this was beneficial to you today. And I can't wait to talk to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, 
visit hbkln.com.